everybody honks here so much. How many times do you think we've been honked at since getting into New York? A fair number. <laughs> this is pretty bad. All right, so it's Friday. We're in the heart of, of Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn, next to the giant basketball. We wanted to do like an adventure episode with all of our New York adventures, mm -hmm. but we didn't bring the right recorders and we sort of got cut off in a lot of stuff that was going on. So most of our adventures happened off mic. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even call them adventures. We well, got kicked out of a hat shop. In the Hasidic area of town. Yeah, that wasn't great. Um, but we also, we went to the forward, the old forward building. That was an adventure. Yeah. We saw the bust of Marx and other people we didn't recognize from the distance. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty neat just to what? see the scale of that thing. Uh, what do you have any big takeaways from uh, the last 24 hours in New York City? Uh, it's terrifying how expensive it is to live here. Alright, any other takeaways? There are a lot of Jewish people here. Yep, that's very More accurate. than I'm used to seeing, even yeah. coming from uh, the two highest concentration of Jewish cities in Canada. Yeah. But the reason, like we say, the reason that we came out is because the very nice folks at Jewish Voice for Peace at Vassar College in Poughkeepsie brought us out to do a talk on anti-Semitism. That's true. Went very well. Shout yeah. out to Vassar. Vassar. Thank you so much for having us. It was a terrific experience. Yeah, we were talking about this on the way down to New York City, but that moment felt special because I can't recall having a conversation about anti-Semitism that openly, that critically... But it was also just nice to like not be on the defensive when having a conversation about anti-Semitism, yeah. for people to be thinking critically about this and not in the general framework that it's usually presented in. So that was really cool. Yeah, and this is this is like a new workshop for us that we had been working on and prepared. It's called Sam and David's Workshop Number One. <laughs> and uh, actually, it's number two. We're actually looking to have more conversations like this. So if there's something that you want to talk to us about, please get in touch at trafepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, so that allowed us to get ourselves to New York City, and we're going to go to the J. Fred's Purim party this weekend. We probably maybe have went to it if we put this out. Yeah, but we, you know, we're in the middle of the trip. All right, fair enough. But uh, do you want to give a shkoyach to anything that we've encountered on our journey so far, Sam? Anti-shkoyach to the guy in the hat store <laughs> who we walk inside. It's it, it's on Kingston Avenue right next to 770 where the Lubavitcher headquarters are. And it's a hat store. And I'm like, oh, David, what was it called? Capote? I don't know. You're looking for like a winter like Yeah, I was looking hat. for a substantial hat. And I, I walk inside and the guy like looks at me immediately and says, what do you want? And I respond... I think somewhat kind of like responsibly, I'm like, oh, we're just here to browse. And he's like, okay. And under my definition of browsing in a clothing store, putting on a hat seems to be what one would do when they browse. Yeah, it fits. After hat three or four, he said, are you browsing or are you trying things on? And then he and proceeded to tell me that hats are not toys and that they are very expensive. Um, and so I said, all right, noted. I, we have different definitions of browsing. I thought to myself, I didn't say to him. And uh, we started walking out of the door because we, it, we're clearly not wanted in this environment. And as we're leaving, he's like, so do you want to buy a hat? Which I find somewhat strange because he just chastised the two of us. And I say, no, thank you. And then he says, we have really nice hats. And I said, I know, I saw, I was just looking at them. And then as we're like opening the door and the kind of bell is dingling on the door, as we walk back onto Kingston Avenue, he's like, what about a suit? I'll sell you a suit. We've got good prices on suits. You just kicked us out of the store. How are you selling us suits? Anyway, anti-skoyach to him? Big anti-skoyach to him. Okay. And yeah, that just wasn't nice. We were just looking at hats. I maybe would have bought a hat. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so that's a good anti-skoyach. Big anti-skoyach. 
my anti-shkoyach is going to the car dealership where we rented this car to come to the United States for taking our reservation for a car. And then when we showed up to get the car, giving us an SUV instead. True. Takes it's a lot of gas, hard to maneuver in New York City. Yeah, it feels like we're driving a boat. So anti-shkoyach to Enterprise. the dealership. Enterprise uh, rental cars. <laughs> Enterprise, you can make things right. Send uh, e-transfer to david.zimmy.gmail.com. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, anti-shkoyach to Enterprise rental. Listen, you Enterprise, you can't keep the masses from speaking. And we're back. Specifically in Montreal, we're in the studio once again. Half-hearted apology to Enterprise Rental. Uh, no apologies. Um, but we just wanted to... We, we, we didn't bring our recorder to the Jews for Racial and Economic Justice Forum Party, which was amazing. It was, it was it totally blew our minds. David, if you could describe the Forum Party in one adjective, what would it be? Um, it was unbelievable. The word I was thinking of was wow-wee. <laughs> yeah. The scale of it just completely blew me away. Yeah. It felt like it was like 150 years ago, but with better politics in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, like Jewish left stuff. Yeah. It's funny because we're getting, we're going to get into like demo politics about how big the crowd was. Um, <laughs> but it was it was very special. It was a huge synagogue. There were hundreds, if not a thousand people. Kind of gives you a little bit of hope. Yeah, it definitely inspired us to, uh, in, in our organizing efforts here and what we have ahead of us. So much love to the Jews for Racial and Economic Justice folks in New York. I am still amazed at how great it was. I think that we can't convey exactly how terrific this event was. But check out the website. I'm sure there's pictures and videos up. And big time shkoyach to the folks who organized it. And thank you for inspiring. So again, because we didn't bring the recorders, we just wanted to add how great an experience this was to round out this strange dispatch from our trip to New York City. But before we leave, because we've been on break for so long, we've built up a lot of these voice memos that we air on the show. For keen listeners, over the last couple of months, we've asked people to kind of send in dispatches, thoughts, ideas, live recordings from demos, etc. We've accumulated a couple in the last few weeks, and um, here's one of them. Hey, Sam and David, it's Brent Rosen here. I got your email asking me to elaborate on my recent letter to the editor of The Forward, and I'm happy to do that. So my letter was a response to an op-ed that was written by Jane Eisner, who's The Forward's editor-in-chief, in which she argued against synagogues participating in the sanctuary movement. She was very uneasy with uh, synagogues protecting undocumented immigrants from deportation. And as you can imagine, I was pretty appalled by Eisner's article in so many levels. In my letter, when I wrote uh, my letter to the editor, I pointed out that religion has always been politicized in this country. I think it's incredibly problematic when a person of faith argues for the depoliticization of religion. I mean, that's basically an argument for moral neutrality. 
I'm assuming Eisner wouldn't have used this argument when Martin Luther King led a religious call for civil rights in this country. That was a fateful call that was seeking to dismantle a racist and unjust system. The question here is not between politics and religion. The question is about justice and injustice. I guess the most egregious aspect of Eisner's piece was its utter blindness to the nature of our current political moment. Undocumented immigrants and DACA recipients, and even immigrants with green cards, are under a real threat on a daily basis. And it's a very scary time. It's a time when we need all hands on deck, and the Jewish community needs to be leading that charge with other faith communities. So anyways, that was the gist of my letter, more or less. I, as always, appreciate your awesome show. So thanks again. Take care. Uh, so thanks again for listening. We're actually going to be in Chicago in about two weeks now. Chicago, Illinois. For the Jewish Voice for Peace National Members Meeting. That happens every two years. So if you want to chat, send us an email or hit us up on Facebook or tap on our shoulders at the Jewish Voice for Peace Conference. Thank you so much for listening as always. We'll see you next week.